to Project Vox Populi, where the people speak their truth. We now live in a society where the truth is unacceptable. If you dare to tell the truth, you're going to be deplatformed, discredited, slandered, and even silenced. But as long as I have an ounce of energy, I will be right here with you. Tonight, we bring you a new edition of Vox Populi. For those who may not know what Vox Populi means, it means voice of the people. Once in a while, we feature someone new who is not known and no one has ever heard of them before. But their message is important enough to give them a platform. In tonight's Vox Populi, we'll feature someone who's not selling anything. I won't lead you to a website, except ours. He's not here to promote himself or any organization in any way. He's here to shatter your paradigms and open your mind to the reality we're living in. His only agenda, like mine, is the truth and shining a light to crimes against children and human sovereignty. This episode is a bit more than three hours long. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. Tonight's special guest has had a very unique and interesting career. He prefers the term being of service to define his behind-the-scenes contributions to many world-leading individuals and organizations such as the U.S. Army's Delta Force, Navy SEAL teams, U.S. Air Force Special Operations, Nike's co-founder, Phil Knight, the CIA, DARPA, Bill Gates Advisors, Harvard, SpaceX, Japan tech company NTT, even to Kanye West, to name just some of the highlights of his many varied and incomparable experiences. He has led teams and programs involving revolutionary new solutions within the technology sector, the biotechnology and biomedical engineering sectors, as well as driving human performance solutions via products and modalities, via the sciences, for the highest performing humans on the planet. He is here to talk with me now about a new problem set that he has been postured to assess, explore, evaluate, and then determine viable solutions. Today's show centers on a subject that I have been aware of and compelled to speak on for more than a decade to bring as much awareness and attention to it as possible. We will be talking about crimes against children and human sovereignty in this new age of coronavirus awareness and global pandemic politics. 
Our guest tonight goes by the pseudonym Solo, as in alone. I know who he is, but we have decided to have him stay anonymous. Anonymity will only protect him from the average person, but those in power already know who he is, and likely that he's doing this interview today. We have taken a few additional steps to ensure this is the first time anyone receives the content of this interview. From somewhere in the United States, I would like to welcome Solo. Hello and welcome. Hi, Mel. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. First of all, obviously, people are wondering why the pseudonym Solo and why are you anonymous? Let's begin with that. Well, the subject of this conversation is probably a very complicated one. It's probably going to challenge a lot of people's beliefs. It's probably going to bring a lot of curiosity as to who's involved in these things and and in the event that it paints a target on me as the messenger uh, I just like to buy myself some time to have eyes on and and see what kind of reaction this gets in the world I suppose so just creating some kind of a firewall or a buffer so that whatever access that I exist in right now that I'm not getting an onslaught or a a, an avalanche of people reaching out to me or questioning me, challenging me, bringing me insights, whatever it is. So under the guise of anonymity, it gives me a little bit of uh, protection and uh, and gives me a, an ability to see what the response is and to, to have an idea of how people react to what they hear today. So Fair enough. And... Why did you choose this platform and what is your objective for being here today? Well, I chose this platform um, because as I observe the world and I look for people that are open-minded and speak openly and aren't afraid to have discussions that are meaningful about things that are unconventional or challenging to maybe half the population of the world. I don't know what the numbers are, but... Um, Yours is on a very short list of individuals who offer that. And and uh, I have high respect for the way you engage your guests and the thoughtfulness that you apply to each topic and each person's opinion. Um, so this felt like a comfortable and fair arena to reach out to and step into. And um, I wasn't sure you'd be receptive to it, but... Here we are. So, um, you know, quick parenthesis, so long, a quick parenthesis. I really take seriously every single email that I get. And sometimes I go into the spam folder and I find old emails from years ago of people like you who came to me and the message for some reason landed in the Bermuda Triangle of our system. And it wasn't probably a few months ago. I started looking into categories of emails that I've lost and one of them was from Edward Snowden before wow. he went to Russia. He wanted to come into this platform many years ago. And obviously, he's very difficult to contact now. But this is why I take very seriously now every single email that comes to us. And I check our spam, spam and junk folders. You know, sometimes emails land there without a reason. I don't need to tell you how that happens. You probably know that there's someone behind the scenes that makes sure that this information doesn't come out. But 
Absolutely. Right now, one thing that jumped at me, and people probably are thinking the same thing when I was reading your, your bio, a few names came about. Phil Knight from Nike, the Bill Gates Foundation. That may be raising some alarms to people, and I would like to just address that right at the beginning. Can you tell us? Sure. Um, well, I can't talk about the nature of those relationships, but when it comes to Mr. Knight, uh, I got asked to do a deliverable for him for a few months, and it was definitely of a clandestine nature, not public. It was related to Nike business, of course. Um, yeah, I won't be surprised at some point if I am publicly associated to this conversation. It's it's highly likely probable. So everything I'll be talking about on this conversation with you, I'm fully expecting to be accountable for at some point in the future. So, um, but it was an honor to me to be able to report to him and deliver him a deliverable over the span of a few months. And, uh, and I have nothing but respect for that man. He's like anyone I think that, uh, has risen to the point of multi-billionaire status. They probably had to do a lot of hard things in their career that some things maybe that were difficult, but I think as they all gain seniority in life and perspective, uh, my experience with him was, uh, nothing but respectful and, uh, very informational for me. As far as the, the Bill Gates Association, again, individuals who I highly regard and respect and consider some of the best in the world are, have been and are advising people in his organization. So, of course, through my network, of which it's broad, it's extensive, it's deep, it's very high level, uh, it's across industries, um, these things give people like me, you know, anyone, any of us who have a, a network in the world have access to things that other people don't have. Now, you know, people are not going to be free flowing with top secret information or that there are boundaries, of course. But if you're having a, a beer and a steak or whatever the like is with one of these individuals and hey, you ask a question and you get a side eye or a wink or a nod or a shoulder shrug or sometimes you get a lot more than that. But uh, it gives you perspective on the inner workings of foundations, organizations, uh industries, these types of things. And so in order to stay on the front of that kind of information, you, you always have to keep your network active. You've got to spend time with people. You've got to put time into people. You've got to be available to people. So these are, these are parts of the framework for me that keep my network alive, keep it rich and in, in, in uh, real time being in the know. And, uh, you know, I'm blessed that, I haven't ever burned bridges. Um, everybody takes my call. Usually someone will take my call immediately or if I text them, they get back to me within the hour. And, you know, whether that's a, a former director of the agency or uh, a former DARPA asset or former defense or current defense assets. So, uh, you know, I take pride in that, but I also honor it in return and, and I have high respect and, and uh, regard for all of those relationships. I'm going to protect all of those relationships in this conversation. So. Of course, I understand. Let's let's stay here for a moment. You've worked for some of the most important organizations in the world. 
And I'm talking about military, intelligence, and even multinational corporations. Let's talk about a, a bit about your life and your career so we can set the stage. Okay. Where would you like to start? Your choice. Well, I mean, just from a framework of how I was raised and and how my mind works and how sure. I see the world, I guess, in a very simplistic summary uh, without making it personal, again, for the an anonymity part. But I was raised by a set of parents that I had my whole life until one of them passed away. And so I was blessed with that stability, if you will. And they raised me in a context and a construct of question everything, be a critical thinker, um, don't see color, ethnicities, socioeconomic status. Uh, you can see them, but don't factor them into divisive belief systems. Treat humans as humans and embrace everybody. I mean, there's the cliche of a good person knows the name of the janitor as well, you know, as the CEO or a good leader, I should, I should say. So, uh, you know, those kind of simple bylaws for me have been kind of the foundation for my life, I guess. And, and, uh, you know, I carried those through my life and, and, and I try to respect everyone and I try to hold everyone in a degree of dignity and sovereignty, if you will, that, uh, I've, I think of everything in a flat organizational model, wherever I work or wherever I've been of service or people that support me. Uh, I, I grew up doing martial arts. I learned about hierarchy. I respect the hierarchy. Some organizations are, many organizations are based on hierarchy. But when it becomes repressive or constricting or controlling, uh, the free flow of information, the equality amongst the contributors becomes stifled. It becomes restricted. It becomes competitive. It becomes not conducive to growth and accelerated outcomes, I guess. Uh, Elon Musk is a good example, I think, of talking about in the past. Anyone in my organization can email me or contact me and make a suggestion um, that I want to treat this like a flat organization. So whether that's 100% true or not is someone else's debate. But um, in premise, I completely agree with it. Um, I guess going back to the objective of this conversation of this podcast, Mel, um, you know, we're here to talk about crimes against children and we're here to talk about human sovereignty. And these are incredibly complex topics. They're incredibly emotional. They're incredibly charged. Uh, they're just, I, I, I came to you, you asked me earlier because I had heard recently on some of your podcasts as I was doing research on, places to take this conversation if I were ever to get the opportunity to bring it public. And I had noted you had said, I believe, in the last few months that you try to end every podcast first hour mentioning adrenochrome because you want that word to be in people's minds. Um, you mention in association with that crimes against children. You know, you've mentioned these are important topics to you. They're not addressed in the public forum, po probably the way they should be um, in the rawest form, uh, which we'll probably be getting into in this podcast. But um, and what I do wherever I go in being of service, I'm there for the outcome. 
I'm not there to climb the ladder. I'm not there to make money. I'm not there for fame. Uh, just like coming on this podcast, you asked me why, why the anonymity? Um, this isn't about me and who I am. Um, I want people to listen to this information and what I have to say and how I'm going to present it purely as it is, not, not in, as a way of elevating myself. And so, um, you know, my reputation in, in my career field and, and, and the past is because I don't operate in a context of seeking fame, seeking wealth, seeking success in the, in the context of money or, or climbing a ladder, I'm always the guy at the table saying what everyone's thinking, but they're afraid to say. Um, you know, my reputation is one of being truthful, one of being direct. Sometimes that falls into abrasive because sometimes hard things are hard to say in a kind way. I, I try to think about being kind, but sometimes you just have to get it out and get it on the table and say what needs to be said. And then hopefully you're amongst people that want to take the information, not necessarily how it was delivered or with the words chosen, but what's the essence of the message. And let's, let's red team that message. And what I mean by that is let's dissect it and let's pick it apart and let's find out what's useful from it and let's discard what's not useful for it from it. So, so this entire conversation and, and what we're going to be talking about, I welcome all of that. I don't have, I'm not a whistleblower. You mentioned Ed Snowden. Uh, I'm not here to present a irrefutable fact base. I'm not here to make uh, statements, arguments. I'm not here to debate anyone. I'm presenting my perspective of what I've been gathering over probably a few thousand hours in the last 18 months and uh, some of my conclusions. And as I've gone through all of that process, I have world-class sounding boards who are much more pragmatic than I might be considered, who are much more conservative than I might be considered, who are much more concerned about safety or how they're perceived in their worlds and networks than I am. But with all of that said, I have, I'm coming on this podcast with what I feel is the full support of my, my inner circle of call it 20 people that I, I trust with my life, um, that make up technology experts and medical experts and direct action assaulters and, you know, agents and, and, and whatnot. And so, uh, who have all been at the highest levels of their areas. And so what I'm bringing today in this conversation is what I feel is something of a conclusion of, we, we can't say we know the facts and we can't say these are absolute truths, but we can all say if I'm speaking for my network, there's something here and it needs a lot more attention. It needs a lot more understanding. It needs a lot more fearless exploration. Um, people's, you know, children's lives are at stake in the most egregious and at atrocious and abominable ways. Are you saying that are you saying that you got the blessing, the green light from this group to come on to come on and discuss your truth? Yes. And okay. what I mean by a group, just so we're clear, I don't represent an organization currently. I don't represent any team, no no official group. When you use the word group and I say yes. 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.